Hey guys, welcome to The Roundtable. Here at The Roundtable, we continue the conversations that we have had from Sunday morning and how you can have practical ways to help every person take their next steps towards Jesus together. All right, welcome everybody to The Roundtable, episode number... 14. See, I forgot. We're talking for the past half hour, and I already forgot what episode we're on. At least you won't mess up their names. (laughs) Like last week, is right. that what you're saying? Yeah, actually, this is actually what happened well. last week. So we had uh, Jeff and Andrea. Andrea. See? That's oh, my gosh. <laughs> was that on purpose? No, I didn't. Andrea. That was my wow. point. So last week I was there saying, go. okay, I got to say before it, Andrea, Andrea, Andrea. <laughs> and I said, so Isaac's been dating Bree for like two years, and I still don't know her real name. So it's either Brianna or Brianna. <laughs> I still don't know. So I just call her Bree. So I said, is there any nickname? Do you have any nickname that I can give you instead of Bree's so, good. No, I know, but that was Andy, but we never even used Andy last week. Oh, we were going to call her Andy? Yeah, because if I would forget her name and I got in that stuck moment, you know what I mean? Oh so gosh, I don't embarrass yeah. myself and be <laughs> yes. like, hey, uh, like I yes. do with people that I don't know their name, I'll mm-hmm. be like, hey, what's up, chief? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, Chief? So if he's calling you Chief, you yeah. know why. Or, hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> yeah, you've taken it away. Yeah, I, do yeah, I, forgot, I forgot who you are. So just in the midst of the conversation, hopefully you'll reveal yourself. Exactly. Yeah, in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. So no, I won't forget their name. Okay. Yeah, so again, welcome everybody to the round table. Again, just a brief description if you're uh, listening to us for the first time or you're watching for the first time. So the round table was created because we felt like, well, not even felt like we knew this was reality. Yeah. And we knew it was reality because our co-host uh, affirmed the reality, which is people come on a Sunday morning and they listen to a message <laughs> and within 30 <laughs> minutes to an hour later, they forget it. Right. So the whole idea of you put all this heart and soul in, but we knew that like life change doesn't happen in the rows anyway. Like right. we know that people can come and they can listen to messages and they can be stirred, but true life change happens through conversation and circles. Right. And so we know that we want ultimately we want to get people in small groups, we want to get people in community, but part of like helping that process is to say, well, let's do a podcast where we can take people who've been sitting in the, the room or mm-hmm. people that have listened to the message and then we can dissect it through their eyes because that's the other part is you're only getting my view. So every time I preach, and I say this all the time, when people come up to me afterwards, they're like, oh, man, that's a great message. And I'm like, I'm preaching to myself along with you. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because these stories are my own. Like, you're getting a view of how I have to process these things. Mm -hmm. And so that's the view. So it's great when we bring on guests, which Jenny has done a great job this year. Season one. Season one was okay. Season two has been phenomenal because Jenny's worked hard to get all of our guests so that we can bring in another perspective other than you and I having yeah. banter about your dog salvation and your date and, and, and your dating life. Yes. I mean, it seemed to be the topic yeah. of conversation. Just non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> your dating life. Of season one, we have a season one. Returner. Um, a yes, returner. a returner. Right. right. Yeah, because he was like way in the he beginning. Was, I, think I think Chris the first and I did one. first of the first. Yes, was it the first was. one? The first ever roundtable? Yes, because yes, you guys were talking about the flag. I was going to oh, yeah, say, yeah, yeah, where's the go. sound machine, Jenny? Well, it's yeah, Jenny, where's the sound machine? Yeah, her, her. I used it the past two times? No. It's packed away in my office okay. somewhere. Yeah, that you don't have. I don't. That you don't have. Hey, it's okay. Yeah, so anyway, that's the reason for the roundtable. So Jenny, our co-host, which we said from the beginning, Jenny started as a guest, yep. turned into a co-host. Jenny know. has shared her story. She's the most popular person on the podcast. Everybody, no, everybody oh, loves yeah. Jenny. You're the rock star. Aww. 
That's what I'm saying. The podcast would be non-existent without Jenny. So everybody loves you. Great job. Anyway, so she is now our permanent co-host. She's the one who has taken over the promotion of the podcast, getting guests, putting it out there, done a great job. Our guests, Don and Kim Patmore, you know, so we're really excited to have them on, uh, especially for me. They've been lifelong friends, you know, Mm -hmm. so uh, six years. At least. Yeah. yeah. So I say lifelong. It's because, again, like, since we've met them, I mean, it's... It you like know, feels our, like a lifetime? No, it's just our relationship has grown like you've known them for a lifetime. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. Because yes, you can right, say lifelong yes. friends and Very you've true. known them for 20 yes. years, or you can say lifelong friends. I've known them for two years, and it feels like they've been a part of our life right. forever. It's like we've known you for 20 years. Yeah, right. That's the best relationships mm-hmm. ever. Right. And so we have lots of stories and yeah, stuff to, to be able to go back on. So we're excited <laughs> to be able to have them on. So we start our first segment, though, to get to know, hey, what's going on in life, get mm-hmm. to know what's happening. So we can kind of use, we always start with Jenny, you know, sometimes she has thought about her life and sometimes she hasn't. So Jenny, anything going on with you that's new that our podcast listeners can learn or glean from you? Well, this week I am running in an ugly sweater race. It's a night ugly sweater race. So nobody will see it. That's a great idea. No, (laughs) they have the Christmas lights up. Yeah. So whoever was the promoter of this is like, it's the ugly sweater thing. You'll never see them, but everybody wear them. You you have leaky lights on yours. I should, I should, but no, you don't. You can have a battery pack. I actually, I should, but I have Are you going to run with like lights around your neck? I don't know, guys. This, these are great ideas. <laughs> but I have, if they haven't replied to my comment, but I have a sweater for Grayson, and then I have a sweater. So it's just going to ruin my whole entire plan if they don't let me run with him. Oh, you don't think they'll let the dog? I don't know. Run? Sometimes races do, and sometimes they don't. Yeah, because like for every Christmas, we're always gone, so we're uh-huh. going to be skiing in Michigan, and so it's like a tradition. So every everybody wears their lights uh-huh. and glow sticks, and so we on Christmas Day we ski down the mountain, and your oh, that's your fun. Sticks. And your glow sticks and Christmas lights around your neck, and they're blinking on and off, that is and you fun. might wear your. And, and is it true you're wearing a onesie with the glow sticks? No. <laughs> yeah. uh, anybody can think Mike Hill in a onesie. Yeah. It's like yeah. it hasn't watched a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else happening, Jenny? Um, with you? No, not about it. No. Okay. All right. So let's get to know That's Donna. That's about it. Huh? I don't know what I just said. Just keep going. <laughs> so let's get I to just, know. I combined words. I said no. Combined? Not- you combined. combined. Not combined. I like combined. Yeah. It's right. a new word. But no, I said, it doesn't even matter. Whatever. Nick's looking it. it up. Is he? Because <laughs> yeah, I'm right. Combined is not. Combined. Is not you a said combined. combined. Say it. It feels combined. Fine. Combined it. Combined it is not a word. Don, <laughs> like Kim, help word. me. It's not a word. Combined. Uh, it's combined. not a word. Thank you. But I like it. Huh? It doesn't matter. No, I know. That's perfect. You could put it in the urban dictionary then. I you would could love add, to. You could add it in as, yep. as something that Jenny came up with. Just like dogs have souls. Uh, huh? We're not going down that rabbit trail. <laughs> we've, we're, we've, we've already established. Yeah, move on, move nope, on. Nope, as I say, we've already established that even before the podcast. Whatever. So Don and Kim, so we're going to tell, tell a little bit about you guys, tell a little bit about yourself, and then we'll kind of go into the history, like how'd you end up at Life Church, and, you know, and then we're going to go into uh, scripture and go, you know, what uh, you guys thought of the Sunday morning of what we've been talking about with intentional Christmas. Don was a part of, if people didn't know this, I don't, I, sorry to keep you out, Kim, maybe you were. Don was a part of the team that created the stage design, right? Mm, so was Kim. 
Okay, so Don and Kim amazing. were a part of yeah the it stage design. Yeah, so anyway, it was a cool stage design. And I don't think people always know like mm-hmm. who's behind the scenes and you know, so you're part of that. But anyway, tell us a little bit about you guys. No, 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 no. Yeah, Don, you got to go okay. first because you got to break the ice. Okay, Get I got to break the ice. ice. You got to break, break the ice. ice. You got to make yeah, break the ice. Meaning like Kim's a little bit nervous. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So Don's gonna so, take over and be like, all right, let's do Here's that. a little bit about you me. We should have an icebreaker question. An icebreaker question. Is that fine? Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's perfect. Good. So I, I met Kim in 2007 because I was looking to buy a property someplace near an airport. So I had realtors down in Indianapolis and around here because I mm-hmm. wanted some hills and trees. And uh, she was suggested to me by one of my realtors in Warsaw, who's the best realtor in Huntington. Kim Patmore. Yep. No, that would be Kim Hainline at Oh, the yeah. Time. Sorry. Kim Hainline. We were not married then. That's right, right. That's right. 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 I had another But she's wife. still the best. Yes. Yeah. Still oh, the best. Thanks, guys. So believe it or not, she sold me the property that she currently lives on. That is amazing. That is amazing. And I don't know if I've heard that part of the story. You have it? Well, I so, don't know. He might have said it and I probably. might have blanked it. But yeah. <laughs> so I met Kim in 2007 and eventually chose this property that I live on here because it was perfect. And I really didn't care much about Huntington or any of that. I just wanted to live quietly in a. As because you were retiring. I was retiring. Right. Because Don's and, famous. Yeah. No, I'm not Did you famous. know Don was famous? No, I'm not famous. No, listen, this is a funny story. Oh, you, please tell me. No, like I always thought Don was famous. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> Caleb Hopper, you know, met Don at something, right? Okay. And so one day Caleb and I are talking and he's, we, somehow we got on the subject of Don. He's like, do you know if you look up Don Patmore on the internet, all the things that come up? And I'm <laughs> like, what's doing it? What? Doing it right <laughs> it up? Really? It's like, it's, there's something about patents and things. Cause oh. Don worked at Zimmer and he was like in these, like, he was kind of famous in the whole, like, <laughs> <laughs> what? He, I don't know. He just was dying. <laughs> I didn't even hit search it, and I, you know how you type it in and then it predicts? Yeah. It? The second thing is Don Patmore. Yeah. <laughs> See? It hurt us. Yeah, well, I know, but the point That's is, is like, so I've never done it, but it's like Don worked at Zimmer, and he was a part of the whole, like, medical thing, and he was developing technology that people use now to, like, replace oh. hips and knees, and so he's famous. So I'm just saying, by the way. Wow. And so he was ready to retire and get out of the corporate world. He which, thought he was uh, retreating. I was retreating. Right, but that was my point. I think it's a neat part of your story to say, you know, you were in the corporate world. You kind of have a story of how the corporate world was good and bad. That's correct. Right, and you got yeah. to the end of your life in the corporate world and said, I'm I don't say checking out, but you're like, I'm getting away from it. I'm getting away and do something that I want to do. Yeah. Right. Okay. And my wife and I, at the time, we we wanted to build this farm and have six horses and then go find some inner city kids and teach them a trade, like take care of horses and Mm -hmm. go riding with them. That was our dream. Okay. That's why that barn, the first barn was built. Right. Well, that story didn't work out. As you guys all know, she uh, contracted pancreatic cancer and eventually passed away. Right. Now, the irony of all that is um, Joanne and Kim were friends. They both were at Tri Kappa together. It's, it's a, wow. a sorority group here that does a wonderful job of raising money mm-hmm. for our high school and uh, doing scholarships and things. Well, they knew each other. Kim actually helped us get adapted to this community because mm-hmm. we really didn't 
know anybody. Yeah, and let's be honest, the adapting into Huntington is harder than people think. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you Small come town. from the outside yes. in uh, and you're like, not a Huntingtonian, yes. this is what I was told. Yeah, no, When it's we true. came to plant the church, mm-hmm. I went to Pace Chevrolet to get my oil change with the thought of getting to know people, and I was sitting in the lobby, and somebody's like, <laughs> hey, what are you doing here? And I'm like, hey, we came to plant a church, and so I'm just trying to get to know people. And then he went into this long story of like, you're either a Huntingtonian or, or you're not. not. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, welcome. And if you move <laughs> right? away and then come back, it's the same thing. Really? Like yeah. you're not accepted? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, so, so adapting I mean, into it, the community. Yeah. Right. So as an example, I'm walking the property. I've purchased it, but Joanne and I are out walking our property. We're allowed to walk our property. Well, the neighbors come up in a four-wheeler with guns. <laughs> okay. Are you serious? I'm serious. Welcome Jack, to Huntington. Here. <laughs> you know, I love them. They're, they, they are my family today. Right. Yeah. They right. come up. They're both on the same four-wheeler, by the way, and he's in the back with the gun. And he's like, who are you people? Well, we just bought this. He goes, uh-huh. Well, Jack doesn't say anything, of course. Pam <laughs> does all the talking. Right. All right. Uh-huh. And, of course, after that moment, we became best of friends right. and their family. They are absolutely family. Their kids are wonderful. But to your point was, uh-huh. you know, until you get to know people, you don't know people. Right. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's a whole wonderful God story about them and how we get adapted into Huntington. But then, of course, my wife dies. Kim goes through some really tough times with her relationships. And because of the Tri-Kappa organization, they do this thing called the Follies every three years where it's, it's sort of like a bunch of plays, people sing and dance. And a variety show. It's a variety show. Do you show. sing in it? I don't sing. You don't? Do no. you dance? So, but are you in it? Well, yeah, she was we in it. What? Yep. Is yeah. there any video I we know. can find of this? Uh, When's the next it, one? I've done it Four we don't times. Want that to come out. No, seriously, is there a video? You need to there write this video. down. I know. You need to find. Okay, huh? like, I'm sure there's videos pictures. of her. Right. No, and I'm saying go back and like find him. historical oh, pictures, and when you promote historical, the... that was rude. <laughs> it is that historical. That is a word, by the way. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jenny, historical is a real thing. <laughs> Something that happened in the past is historical. You can find this on the internet, just like you were going to find David Dean was in a movie that you never found. It's called. It's called. Try Kappa Falling. You're right. Yeah, and you could put up a little... Try little, Kappa. Yeah, and you could put a little like video. Try like, Kappa K. So we have two famous people. Oh, wow. Wow. She's famous. Yes, Seriously. She She's yeah, famous. I know. So anyway, this this year, um, I was a pirate in this, several pirate skits. So I was like this Captain Pirate dude. What? And uh, she was one of my winches. <laughs> yeah. <What? laughs> Wait, you know what you guys were for Halloween this year? Huh? Yeah. They look so good. Did you see? Oh, wait, oh you yeah. were here. Well, oh, yeah, the pirate thing? Yes, Kim yeah, had those a long were some wig of our on. Costumes. Yeah. I had long hair. She did yes, have she long did. hair. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you're not okay with her being called a wench? I just, that sounds rude. <laughs> <laughs> well, her role. It was her role. Oh, yes. okay. She's not okay. a real. Not a wench. Okay. Her role, I was a pirate captain. She was on my crew. Okay. Which okay. is called a, a wrench. Wrench. Not a wrench. Oh, what wrench. Is it? <laughs> It's sort of like this, a wench. What is it? A wench is a barmaid. Wait, what? A wench is a barmaid. A wench, not a wrench. Not a wrench. Okay, okay. That's really rude when you get called a wrench. Oh, my God. Not somebody that makes a adjustment. Stop calling me a wrench, you meanie. Okay, anyway. Yes. Yeah, a barmaid. 
Yeah. A, a barmaid. A barmaid. Okay, okay. And she is called a... Wench. There we go. We're on the yeah. same page now. <laughs> Sounds like a bird. <laughs> Wench. No, Finch. 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 Yeah, I was Finch, real close. but with a W. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway, so, so you're... Anyway, you're, you're, she was on my crew. Okay. And uh, we So you're did an actor, too. That, too. Wow. That's okay. Holy crap. I know. Multi-talented. See? Wow. So we do this this particular play, and, and time goes on, and and I guess we noticed each other. And then, but I didn't know she wasn't married, so I wasn't, you know, respectful. Yeah, and then I found out she wasn't, <laughs> even she though wasn't. she was my barmaid. <laughs> no, I didn't know. She no, was just I looking know. at me funny. Yeah, know? she was giving you the <laughs> eye. And he was looking at me. Funny. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. That's yeah. So we, we were actually—I yeah. um, can't remember if we were doing business. Or I helped her get a car or something, whatever. She was over at the house, and, uh, you know, I gave her a martini. Oh. Right. I'll start hey. with the martini. <laughs> Are you learning any of these dating yes. things? <laughs> yes. So maybe you can get uh, in a play yeah. here in Huntington. You can meet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, you, it. And yeah. I have my James Bond outfit on. No. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. No. No, and, and anyway, we had a nice martini, and. One thing led to another. Well, let's uh, let's go back just a little bit because I, I do think that this is an important part of the story. <laughs> there was a time, at least I think. So we've talked a lot about this, you know, because we have similar stories in the fact of losing Sherry, and then you have these moments of like all the things that you thought you had purpose in now are gone. You Absolutely. know what I mean? So you were at this stage after Joanne died Absolutely. of like. I don't, everything that we planned, because I remember us having this conversation. So it's like everything I planned in life all finally came together. Like I went through a period in corporate world where like it was what it was, but this is what I really looked forward to. I'm putting it all together. It finally happened. And then it didn't. Right. And then it went away. And so you were at a place in your life where it's kind of like, I feel like all purpose has gone away. And the reason I share it is because I think for a lot of people, it's not just even in death. I think people come to a place in their life where it's like mm-hmm. life didn't work out the way that I thought it would. Cause it could be divorce. It could be death. It could be job situations. And they get to this place where it almost feels purposeless because everything I was going after now is gone. I mean, is that fair to say? Yeah, that? I mean, the, the lesson of all this, there's a lot of lessons here, but the first part is, she came into my life, and I, and, and I was given a second chance, okay? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what's important is what Mike just said. Um, I lost everything that I ever dreamed about and could not understand why God, and mm-hmm. I do mean that at the time, I believed in God, but I didn't believe in churches. Sure. Why would God put me through all of these things, all of these things, all these skills, all these crazinesses in life mm-hmm. to just have it stripped all away for no reason. Right. So I would go in my woods and there's a bench out there that I would sit on and, 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 and actually pray about what do you got in store for me? How's this all shake out? It right. did not understand. Um, I seeked help. I had a friend that's in the ministry business um, up in uh, Winona Lake. He's a Grace Brethren guy, really nice guy. He helped me through getting my thoughts in order and, and, and really helping me through the grieving process. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened. I didn't know I was listening to God at that time. I do now know. Mm-hmm. Right. But at that time, I wasn't nearly what I am today as far as maturity and understanding right. what, what God has in store. So I knew at that moment that there were other things that I had to do. Mm-hmm. So they were all about being involved in community just being involved with people and places. That's how I got on the Tricapa stuff. Right. Uh, and then families that Joanne and I had a thing. We would always adopt a family every year. And then 
not try to help them out just financially, but mm -hmm. help them move ahead in life. Right. And we did a lot of that. Right. Um, so there was a bunch of things I ended up doing, and one of them was finding her, which. But became, to be, yeah, let, and, and again, I don't mean to interrupt yeah, you, yeah, but no, I think no. they, I mean think this is a great lesson for people that are watching mm -hmm. because. Mm -hmm. At the same time, Kim's gone through some of the same Kim, stuff yeah. in a different way, right, Kim? Right, I mean, right. in your own life, you had your own struggles where right. life wasn't turning out exactly the way, you know, you right. thought, you know. So share a little bit about your story. Because sure. I think once we then talk about it together, yeah. we're going to see something that God does, you know, in front of us that we can't ever see in the midst. Yeah. Like in the midst of what we're doing, you can't see yeah. the future, which I wish you mm -hmm. would show us, but right. in the midst of it, that. all you can see is what you have. And right. I think the story then when we get together of you guys coming together and then how God's going to use that is a great testimony. Yeah. So tell us a little like bit that. about your story. Okay. Well, I had been married, gosh, I want to say 18 years and, um, I have two girls one with labor pains and one without. When I married my husband, he had a daughter. And so, so you like I one totally, better than the other. Well, they're they're still wonderful both. girls. I yeah. love them both. Right. So anyway, um, my life, it was um, very business-oriented, very driven. Um, I was very responsible for our household. And uh, in that, I kind of lost my relationship mm -hmm. uh, with my husband. And... You know, having kids, you know how easy it yeah. is to become embedded in making sure the kids are taken care of and all the responsibilities that go with that. Well, that marriage, that time for our marriage, uh, I wasn't, I was so busy being busy mm -hmm. that I wasn't investing in that relationship. And so I'll own the fact that uh, that marriage diminished. But in the meantime, my husband was making poor decisions at the time. Yeah which I had no control over. Mm -hmm. And uh, it came a point where his decisions were impacting the safety of our family. And I had to show my girls that this wasn't okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And that was tough. Yeah, That was, you know, in sickness and in health till death us do part. I, all I could do is hang on to that. Mm. And, uh, you know, that sickness was right in my face. And it was very hard to, uh, hard to overcome that. Yeah. And... Long story short, then um, it came a point where I had to stop that marriage, mm -hmm. and it ended in divorce. Mm -hmm. It was really, really hard. Um, that was probably the, the biggest decision, most difficult decision I've ever had to make. Um, I remember my dad had been very sick for a long time, and I feel as though he was, he was present in my life, and his life was extended to help me through my divorce. Um, I remember him saying, because I was really struggling, not knowing yeah. what steps to take. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. That wasn't ever in the equation was divorce. And he said, Kim, do you trust him? Mm. And I couldn't trust him. Mm -hmm. And he said, without trust, what kind of a, a marriage do you have? Right. And I didn't right. then. And so it took, uh, it took a lot of time to be able to overcome and make those decisions to proceed with the divorce and hope that he would get the help he needed to be able to have a healthy life. But he's a good guy. Yeah. I just not, we're not good yeah. together. Right. Yeah. And, um, I was hopeful that, um, him getting help would be able to maybe establish a foundation for him to have a relationship with the girls. Right. 
and uh, you know we're all a work in progress and yeah. I mm -hmm. still wish him well right. but um, after after the divorce had been about a year and that following well, not quite full year but that following spring is when the trikappa follies came into play <laughs> and trikappa has been important to me um, it's a way of giving back to our community and you lose yourself mm, in it yeah. and helping others. I found that that's like the biggest way for me to get past rough patches right. is mm. helping others. Right. And that allowed me one way to do that. And the sisterhood that I have with mm -hmm. that group of ladies was right. so helpful at the time. And my <laughs> yeah, and then your pirate there. man yeah. showed up. Yeah. Well, and let's. Right. I, I want to highlight some things because I think there's some life circumstances that we can all learn because everybody's story can be told in a different way, but a lot of them have the same storyline. You know, yeah. most of the time when we sign up for something, we have a view of how it's going to turn out. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And the the key of all of this is what do you do in the interruptions when it doesn't? Right. Because every single person will go through this, mm -hmm. and it just to what degree is different, you know? So it's a marriage and we signed up for something and we had a view of what it was going to look like. And then right. whatever reason, whether it's death or divorce, now you're standing there with this question, right? Like everything that I signed up for, mm -hmm. everything that I wanted in life is now not there. And then we, our decisions that we move forward with, I think are so life-changing because we have choices, right? In, yeah. in the midst of all this, you have choices. And some people have made choices to continue to stay angry and continue to stay in their grief and continue to stay in places where they've not allowed God to work. Mm -hmm. But I think what's cool about you guys' story is, is you came to this place where neither one of you would understand it, you know, exactly why it happened, mm -hmm. but you opened yourself up to the next chapter, yeah. right? And I think yeah. that's what's so cool yeah. is, is if we're going to believe in a God, which I think mm -hmm. is another interesting story of like how Don ended up at Life Church, mm -hmm. you know, but if we're going to believe in a God who's in control, he's either in control or he's not. Right. Right. I mean, at some point we either got to make that decision, either is or isn't. And these situations, we can be mad that it didn't turn out the way we wanted it to, or we can just say, you know what, he's in control. So there is a new chapter. And so you guys open up your life to this new chapter. So let's talk a little bit about Don, maybe give me your, cause I think this part's interesting is like, what was your background when it comes to like, how excited were you about being in church? Because Kim was excited about being in church. And so now you meet, you know, yeah. so now you meet Mr. Pirate Man and his, right. and his, his, and his future wife. Like these are some things, cause this is how relationship works. So right. Kim comes into it and I'm going to speak for you and say like, church is important for me. Right. Yeah. right? And Don's going to be like, and it's not for me, and you know, it's not for right. Me. So maybe tell me a little bit yeah. about your view back then of the church. Did you not grow up going to church? I grew up going to church. Okay. Uh, and every church I went to, uh, first of all, I was in the mil military. So there's a non-denominational non churches. Mm -hmm. And my mom was a Baptist. And my dad was a Methodist. Okay. But we went to church. Um, those churches weren't so bad. Mm -hmm. My young childhood churches, you know, some are, what was it? Summer, summer school, whatever it was called. Yeah. Sunday school, but summer school. For yeah, whatever. Yeah. Either way, it's, it's all the Long same. Time ago. So that was <laughs> One of those many years ago. Anyway, after I became an adult, whichever girl I was dating, I went to her church. <laughs> yeah, right? there you go. Like win them over, tell them yep. to, yeah, yeah, do whatever and, and, they say. You know, yeah. and it was like, oh my God, people would look at you, make fun of you. You know, you're not the churchy guy, and all this right. stuff. And then in my adult life, I spent a lot of time in Catholic church. 
which oh. probably 12 years. Oh, wow. And, you know, I could tell you what you do at every minute in the church, but yeah. I don't remember anything that I was taught. Right. That's not totally true, but right. yeah. it's mostly about procedure. Uh, yes. And yeah. that you need to go through a priest in order to talk to God and all these things. Mm-hmm. And, right. and you're always feeling guilty about yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And then, of course, other churches that I went to just were all the same. Yeah. You know, they all judged you and those type of people. Yeah. I didn't I didn't believe I needed a church group that weren't going to help me in any way. It was right. All in error, by the way. This was my perception. Of the no, time. right. That, okay. That's the point. It's like we need to see like histor- historically. I, I, historically. 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 Like, yeah. Historically, I did not understand the value in doing it when I can go talk to God anytime I want. Right. 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 Yeah. Why like, go to church right. when you have direct access to God? Yeah. yeah why like, do what do you that? need somebody else for? What do I? Mm-hmm. And, and again, leaving corporate world, I came to Huntington because I don't want anybody around. Right. Yeah. I'm right. sick of the world. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Get away. Yeah, Disconnect. Get, get away from people. Get away, you know. And so then now the next situation comes up, just like the girl back in high school. Like, hey, now you meet her, and guess what one of her requirements is? You know, you need to go to to church with me. And I said, okay, (laughs) on one condition that I get to pick it. Oh, I didn't okay know that part that. of it. Well, I thought you had that. went with her a couple no. times to the no, other no, no, church. No, 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 no. He had gone with me to a couple different churches, but he knew mm. how important church was to me. Right. Yeah. That's and what. so it was a matter of finding one that um, we could be at home right. and looking for more like a family. Yeah. Um, for him, I don't know. Yeah, she figured out that I was more about relationships than about sitting in the pew. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So I won't name churches, but we went to a lot of them. Right, right. And, and one day yeah. we, we walked into this church, and I remember coming up the stairs thinking, this is not a church. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> this is an know, office building. I'm used to a Catholic church, okay? Yeah. You know. Yes. The big, yeah, the steeples, The, the steeple and yeah. stained glass, glass windows. Yeah. And yeah. I'm looking around going, they got folding chairs here. Yeah. And then, yeah, this was back in the day. This is back oh, in the gosh. day. This is the hood. Okay, we're, yeah. we're, we're in the hood. This is back the when hood. life church was but, using but, folding chairs. And of wow. course, for whatever reason, we had to sit like in the first or second row. Stage me. right to the right. To I'll the never right. forget it. There was and Don time and Kim. Section. And then I'm yes. like, timers. Okay, at some point, the minister's going to come up here. Where's he at? <laughs> the minister. Yeah, yeah the because he came from oh, a Catholic right, church. Right. He's yeah, looking so for me. He's looking now. for the guy in a robe. I'm looking for the dude in the robe. He's looking for the acolyte. I'm, yes, yes. I'm waiting for like Nick to come down with like things around his neck and stuff with a with a, with a, with yes. a cross, right? right? Yeah. Yes, I'll stand so in the I'm, line. And then all of a sudden, this guy starts talking, and I go, "Who's that? He's got cowboy boots on." <laughs> See? Oh. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I was listening. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, oh, I went home that day. She could, I, you, no, were, you were, this is the best part of that first time that we came. Oh. The first <laughs> few times, right? The series was on the original design yep. of the man and the woman. Yeah. Yeah. And we had been like debating on like, what are our responsibilities? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, as a new relationship, yeah, we were sure. like, we've done things wrong in the past. Let's. How can we form a good foundation? Right. And we walk in, and it's like the original design of the man and the woman. And it was like, 
Don Patmore. Patmore, <laughs> 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 yeah. this is for you. And, and it's sort of like Mike. Let me. Mike says to me, "Let me tell you why you're worthless." No, I don't know <laughs> exactly. No, that's what I heard. Yeah. Okay, it doesn't matter what he was preaching. Right, right, right. What I heard was, "Oh my God, this guy actually knows all the mistakes that are made in life about men. Men make a lot of mistakes. Well, we don't we do intend too. to. Yeah, and of course, the first three weeks is just beating men up." Mm-hmm. But in a in a way that men understand, it's part of the reason you do this. Right. So all the way home, I'm talking about church stuff. You know how I used to talk about church stuff. Get in the car. We're not eating pancakes today. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I'm talking about this. So now I'm. Then it's like week four. It's like we're going back. Okay. Right. And then after week six, you're hooked, because at that point I'm looking around the crowd. You know, like who's here. <laughs> just a bunch but, of other hillbillies and their cowboy boots like me <laughs> yeah. they're all like me they're not right. even looking at me mm-hmm. they're right. not even it looking at her right. they greeted us at the door I thought I was at Walmart <laughs> okay. right. And, right. and I'm like this is like I've never experienced this before that's Ever. awesome. You know what's funny about that? We just talked about, like, what are we going to do next year for some of our series? I said, I think, because, again, I still say one of the greatest problems in our culture today is Satan has really attacked the structure of marriage. Absolutely. Right? And the te- if he tears down the family, then he can win. You know, Break I thought, we should bring that back. You know, that But it was the one series that we have done where we got so much flack. Did you really? really? Oh, we were just talking about it the other day. It's like, there was a church down the road and uh, Michelle put something out on our Twitter that was about it. And I mean, they came down, really? they came down to the cafe looking for somebody to talk to because of our, Are you serious? our view was archaic and they had bigger words, but I probably can't say <laughs> of what, what our view of scripture was. And I'm like, it's, this is just what it says. I don't know what to tell you. The man's role is the woman's what? role is I don't, I mean, you can take it forever you want. It's just what it says. So and this was during the time that this happened. Oh yeah, this was during the series. Oh like, there were a lot of upset people, just like there would be today. Which I'm thinking that's perfect. That's why we should do it again. <laughs> right? Yeah, because right. it will be. Yeah, and challenge honestly, people's so, view. You should do it right it after New Year's. A really good point of beginning, because I mean, ultimately, we as women want to be loved, and men ultimately want to be respected. Yep. Yes, mm-hmm. they want to be loved, but. Respect's respect more important. Is yeah. Respect's way more important. It's, it makes us feel loved. Yeah. 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 When you're respected, we it, yeah, we mm-hmm. feel loved through respect. And yeah, women want to be protected. Women want to yeah. want to know they have a king. Yeah. They're tired of That's the pansies. Reality. They're tired of the court jesters running around doing nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the we do it all. In the corner right? with his, Socks thrown in the corner. Right? Yeah, right. Because we will do it. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. will. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's the point is we're right. always trying to say, I mean, women are so God created them in such incredible ways because when we fall short, they pick it up mm-hmm. every time. And they have yeah. the capacity to do way more than men than they're supposed to do. That's the point. So that's what Satan uses. Satan uses because women have the capacity to do it. He uses that to distract them away from the real purpose. I mean, that's the capacity. So he highlights how good they are and be mm-hmm. like, if you're not going to be a leader, I can be the leader. If you're not going to do, I'm going to do, right? Yeah. And, and one of the things that's important in that series is that it's not that women can't work. It's not that this can't no. happen. And, of course, people listening to this leave off those portions that Mike has, right. has, has placed in there for mm-hmm. that discussion purposes and only concentrated on the controversial Yeah, side Yeah, the stuff that it says. Every, man, yeah. Man's supposed to be a leader and a woman's supposed to be a helpmate. 
Okay, so you got to start, do you believe it or you don't believe it? This is what God said. And I said from the beginning, when, it, when sin entered the world, it entered the world, who did Satan tempt first? Hello. The woman, right? He came to the woman. What was Adam doing while his wife was being tempted? Standing there and watching. Sin entered the world because of the apathy of men. Sin continues in the world today because of the apathy of men. They're unwilling to protect. They're unwilling to stand in the gap. They got to stand up and do these things. Mm-hmm. And so Dang. we just said it. Like, you can say what you want about it, but mm-hmm. this is what That's he said. God said, when sin happened and he walked into the garden, who do you address, man or the woman? Man. Man. Because who's he hold accountable for the sin of his family? A man. A man. man. So I don't know what, mm-hmm. I don't know how you want to talk around it. It's I mean, simple. it just is what it is. You know, so I, that's where I'm just saying, it's great to go into the discussion, but we're not going to leave out what it says. You okay. know, we can go into how it works then. Like, right. how does it all work in a family? Because it's not just as easy as saying that and then it works. Right. Because everybody's personalities are different. Mm-hmm. How you handle it's different. Right. And so anyway, so you guys get to the point. So you're coming to church getting married and then again i see this is from my side of it so then i get you know to know don a little bit better right and then sherry gets to know kim a little bit better Mm -hmm. and then we start down these relationships of like now church is even just more than coming and going so so describe a little bit about that part of your journey before we get into the scripture because i do think it's a cool part of like how this transformation happened for you guys because this is the way it starts for everybody so you come I can put up with the preacher, right? Or I can put up with the church. It's not, it's not the best, but it's better than what I had, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, can, I can formulate, like, this is okay. But then right. you guys are here today not because of the preacher and not because of the preaching. Right. You're here today for a lot of different reasons. So talk a little bit about through that transformation for you guys. Well, the small groups made a huge, huge difference. Uh, for me at the time, for whatever reason, when we got married, I had lost a few friends along that way. Mm. And I felt like God was eliminating what needed to be removed from mm-hmm. my life in order to put the right people into my life, yeah. making room for that. And um, we started into Bible studies and, um, you know, just being able to have dinners together mm-hmm. and build relationships together and finding that a lot of people, you know, you share your stories mm-hmm. and being able to realize that, you know, the raw and real, gosh, mm. you know, and the genuine um, heart of people. Right. Sherry's heart was incredible. And she would just, she would share so much. She was so wise. And to be able to, like, just discuss through whatever issues we were experiencing, mm-hmm. either hers or mine, mm-hmm. it was so nice to be able to know that, you know, she genuinely cared. Right. To have that kind of a friendship yeah. that she wasn't judging me. Yeah, that's right. You know, and big to have other friends then, you know, your circle gets a little bit bigger and to find other friends that are on that same path that, yeah. you know, we're all looking for genuine friends, mm-hmm. loving when unconditionally. I, and I think Kim Sue's like one of the cool things was, and I can remember this, is that, you know, sometimes we think, well, the bond's only around scripture, but the bond's around life experience because mm-hmm. when you got married, you had a blended family. So right. well, yeah. figure mm-hmm. out blended family. And so so did Sherry. You know, right. so we brought in the five Clark yeah, kids. Like, yeah. how do you figure out how to blend a family? And I can remember her coming home saying, so nice to be able to talk with Kim because Kim's feeling some of the same mm. things. It's like, That's awesome. how does it work when it's not right. your kids? Like, I want to love them.
love them, but it's different, you yeah. know? And again, it's not at the end of the day, this isn't to put anything down or up. It's just right. a reality. And so you guys shared life experience where you could bond over this idea. Yeah. Like, what do you do in situations? And how does like, that work? Right. <laughs> right. And work that's through it awesome. together right. and right. be able to cry together and celebrate together yeah. because that's part of blending a family. Oh yeah. Right. That's part of trying to figure out how to love kids who are not your own, you know, and trying to figure out how you exist together and Mm -hmm. how you bring your kids into a situation with other kids. Right. And when the kids, you know, there's conflict being able to like help each other go through that. Right. Right. You know, um, and still love them and keep loving them. And right. even regardless of what we're facing, keep loving them. Yeah. Well, I just you know? wanted to highlight that because I think sometimes we get in these ideas, you get in small groups for the idea of learning more about the Bible and you really don't. Like, yeah. so you get in small groups because you get to know more people. Yeah, right. Definitely. Right. Yeah, I have to echo that because I don't know how I came to your small group and then eventually it became at my house and it grew to be like 30 <laughs> people. And I, I would be the last man on this planet to go to a small group. Uh-huh. And I told her, if they hold hands and sing Kubaya, <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and of course, that's not what happens. And small group is still at right. our house. Right. And Nick comes and we have this diverse group of people that help each other. Mm-hmm. That's what small groups are. Right. About. But for you guys, and I think this is the thing to highlight. So it started with... Like somewhat of a need for community, mm-hmm. right? So it always starts this way. So it starts That's with, true. can I have to find a church that I can actually exist in? Right. Then kind of get to a place like there is this need to expand my community. I like to get to know some people. Don's perspective was, I'm in a community, I don't know anybody. So mm-hmm. this helps. I mean, you got to know more people, yeah. but not from a church not level. Like you were in a political realm political and you were in some, realm. yeah, you were in other places. Kim's at a place, lost some friends, gained some community. Right. Then all of a sudden there's this flip where you both took like, now we have community and now we're going to do ministry. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Because now you've transformed. If you look at you guys' life now, it's like, yes, community is good for me, but I'm also turning around now and community has allowed me to invest in the lives of other people. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about where you're at in that journey, Donna Kim, of like how oh. you have taken it and given oh. back and used. And because I'll just say for us personally, so one of the things Donna Kim recognized for us personally is, is that when you're a pastor and a pastor's wife, there's challenges in right. Being able to get away, challenges in like, what do you do? And so Don and Kim offered us the house. They have a house down in Florida. And so they allowed us to get away for extended periods of time and be able to to refresh. And then they would come down. I mean, so they understood some things about us personally that they would give back to us and give us the ability, just even like uh, this Thanksgiving. So Lou Sherry, Don knows like, what that's like to try to figure out from a man's perspective on your kids have this expectation that you're going to be their mom Mm -hmm. and we're not. And so Don and Kim came along and said, you know what, we'll have Thanksgiving at our house, you know? And so they let all my kids come over and, you know, made all of the food. Like we brought some of the small stuff, but they did all the hard stuff, (laughs) you know, and then we got to be a family over there. So they's understood this concept that, you know, relationship evolves and the needs of relationship evolves and ministry evolves. And they've been really good at like looking at those things and seeing how God's going to use you guys. It's been, it's been fun being able to, uh, you know, watch his relationship Mm. grow Mm -hmm. and to see God use him in different ways that I never, I prayed for that in a man. Right. I prayed for that That's specifically cool. mm-hmm. and to see him filling that, you know, and, um, 
I'll, I'll see the small group come on Mondays, and it's so fun being able to see them encourage one another. Right. You know, one week it's one thing and another. You know, <laughs> it, it's just, you know, they yes. say us women mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. you know. And, I, you know, I don't listen in on I would. Their... <laughs> <laughs> I'd be under the door and everything. Uh, <laughs> I try to be respectful oh, I of would. their meeting. But well, sometimes you can't help it. Here. I was going to say, yeah, it gets loud wow. in Don's house sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I mean, it's loud. It's pretty entertaining. And oh, my I'm gosh. Thinking, I know. I love that know, stuff. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, You should invite me over someday. Okay. <laughs> <On that laughs> so you guys can sit there and <laughs> on listen. On Monday. Right, right. Yeah. Monday, we'll have our small group. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> you and I in the small group. With the dogs. But let's highlight this for a second, Kim, is because... Don is unique, right? Mm-hmm. And we know yeah, this. Yeah, he is. No, I'm We're saying all unique. No, no, I'm <laughs> just saying use this because a lot of times women up end up in a relationship and commit to a relationship hoping their husband will get there and they never do. Yeah. Right? That's so a fact. That, yes, I mean, this is, is the truth of your relationship. You were right. praying for Don to be something he actually wasn't. There's nothing against Don. No, but Don right. was not where Kim wanted right. him to not. be. But let's just well, let's highlight this is that because of the faithfulness of a wife— this is what scripture says. Right. There are times Peter tells us for the faithfulness of a wife and her action, she can win over her husband. Mm-hmm. You know, and so this is a perfect example where women who are struggling in situations right now of not having the man be where he needs to be. Kim can be an example yeah. and or a resource to, to look to, to say, if you're faithful, you know, and if you do, right. then God does answer because now you have the complete flip where Don's leading and Don's right. excited and Don's taking and, you know, you would have never thought that in the beginning right. of your relationship. Well, I could see his heart and I think that was the most attractive thing about him mm-hmm. was that he, he has a generous heart Right. and, um, I never felt uncomfortable around him. He always made me feel very welcome and Ever since I met him, the very first time I met him, he was just, when you have a conversation with Don, you're having a conversation with Don. It's not, right. you know, just, oh, what's going on? Yeah, no, on he's not over, looking over you know, your shoulder. No, it's yes. you're engaged yeah. in that conversation. And, um, you know, when when we got together and we were married, then his boys work with me mm-hmm. and they sell real estate as well. And at the time, it was recognizing you know, with divorce, he had previously been divorced. I had been divorced. Yeah. Our kids are a result of that, you know, yeah. a beautiful marriage, but then divorce. So there's a lot of brokenness mm-hmm. that all of a sudden I'm, I'm recognizing that my real estate team was like, oh my goodness, we need to invest in the people. Mm-hmm. We need, you know, this is an opportunity for us to grow each other. And um, we have a friend that is a... Uh, life coach used to be a pastor. And so I knew he was a man of God. Mm -hmm. I was so excited to see him and brought him on board and he helped coach us through our early years. So not only did we have, you know, the boys learning the business tactics, but they were also developing as individuals. And then each of us were developing as right. a result. So all of our relationships, along with my teammates, yeah, you know, we were all being able to like stop for a minute, pause on real estate 101, and really focus on building ourselves as individuals. Yeah, I'm very service driven, mm-hmm. and so to get that, you know, pray for God to intervene, right, and help grow all of us, mm-hmm. you know, on that level first. Yeah, that's important. Which that was. The best investment. 
Right. And, I, and when I, and again, I think what you can see, if anybody's around on Kim, this is what you know, is, is that they've learned how to work together as a team. They, they would go back to what I've said yeah. from the beginning is, is that man is not good alone. Like, I mean, again, people can have different views of that, but I think God said it for a reason. And mm -hmm. part of the reason is, is a good wife completes him and that you're better together Absolutely. as a team than you are separately. Absolutely. And so part of what you guys are talking about is you complement each other and the ability to be able to do ministry. And that's, that's yeah. one of the things that that's awesome inside of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, and the latest thing is, um, we have a place in Florida, which, um, about for about three years, we've been talking because of your ministry what do you do? What are you doing with what God has given you? Mm -hmm. What are you doing? And what's the measure of what's good and bad and what are you doing? Well, can, it, can I interrupt you yes, for one sec? Because this is funny because it goes into what we're talking okay. about, right? Because Don, and I, maybe I'm not supposed to, I'll just say it anyway. <laughs> Don has, Don is not only a hard worker, but God has gifted him with more than what he needs. Right. Right. More than what I need. More than what you need. So more that, than what a lot of people. Right. But that's, that's the point. So the point is, is that God has generously given mm -hmm. Don and Kim the opportunity to make decisions on what they do with their possessions right. because they have possessions and and maybe even more than some people have. Right. And so a long time ago, you know, Don had worked through this, even in the small group, because we were talking about this idea of like, you know, it's not, there's nothing wrong with being rich, mm -hmm. right? The Bible says that give us more than what we need and there's rich. And I don't mean that in a demeaning way, but when God gives us more than what we need, scripture says we're rich. So all, all of us are rich. Right. Now, what do you do with your resources? And so this was a discussion a long, long time ago, time ago Four years more. Don and Kim decided, Hey, God's given us this. We need to figure out what to do with it because that's what Sunday morning's message mm -hmm. on this mm -hmm. whole idea of generosity is. It's like, you're going to come to a place in your life where you have more than what you need and you can choose to be selfish with it and keep it all to yourself, or you can choose to use it for the work of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like this scripture that we're talking about is a scripture that Don and I talked way back, way back, way back when on like, what do you do? And that's some of how you guys have come and worked through the resources you have. So sorry to interrupt you, no, but I just thought it was because it came to yeah. right way long time ago, way long time ago, yeah. way long time ago. Right. So at any rate, three years ago, we, we decided we're probably going to move from where we're at mm -hmm. because one of my most loved skills is fishing. I'm really good. Are you? He's <laughs> really good. He's I used really? to fish good. professionally really? when I was young. Wow. Okay. See, so how do you get really good at that? The how only thing skill? I would be wanted <laughs> to be noted as uh -huh. is I'm a good fisherman. Okay, so literally now a fisher of man. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so we decided we had to go and 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 do something with our life. If it included selling everything, and then eventually there's a whole nother story for that someday. Um, going to a place where we could get at least ten people mm -hmm. at our place and take them fishing and or hang out, whatever. We don't know what that looks like. Right. We didn't care. We're going to make this decision because God will provide the rest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we did. We moved last year and we sold everything and moved to a, a different part of Florida and we bought a place and I just got a boat and we're finished organizing it all. So we're ready for next year, 2022. So and I don't know how all that one looks. Second. This is crazy because he said last year, that's this year. 
Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's this year. Right. Yeah. 2021. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> it seems like last right? year. I'm sorry. Right? Well, right? It was that long. And again, it's funny, it's but you guys were doing it before. We were in you the were, process. You were giving your house away to people before. Oh, that's before. also true. No, my, I'm just but saying, I, I, I only highlight these things because I think people need to remember sometimes it's a build, right? Sometimes it starts with, mm-hmm. I'm going to give my house away for a week. You know what I mean? I'm going to do something small, which is now built up to this idea of saying, like, we're thinking bigger. Like, we, we want this whole adventure ministry at Life Church to take off. Like, Absolutely. we want this idea of, like, if we take people fishing, mm-hmm. conversations around a pontoon are different than conversations in church, mm-hmm. right? And so yeah, we create absolutely. environments for conversation. We can build relationships that will never get built in a church. And honestly, we'll never get built in a small group. Like, there's things that happen around campfires, hiking trails, hunting trips, fishing trips, like yeah. all of these things. We've been dreaming about all this. And so Don and Kim has said... We want to be a part of it to the best of our ability. So we're going to take what we were doing and expand the vision, right? And expand exactly. to see it go out from there. Exactly. Yeah. You were saying. No, no. Um, you know, it was definitely a joint decision in making, you know, the big move. But I can remember driving down for spring break saying, if we're going to do it, we need to do it now. Mm-hmm. And, this last spring break. Right. And, and I said, I'm prepared to just pack everything up and wait for the right place. Well, wow. Like sell you... your place in Marco Island, oh by the gosh. way. This wasn't like selling your house down the street. Right, right. This was like their place to get away. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, beautiful. Wow. Beautiful. And we, on our way back to pack it up, to move, mm-hmm. um, the right, the house popped up, the one that we ended up purchasing. That's amazing. And uh, it was on our, on our route as we were driving down. And like meant I had to be. said, my prayer this year has been for God to open the doors that are supposed to open and close the doors that are supposed to close. Mm-hmm. And that part about being deliberate in your prayers yeah. and to take myself out of that equation. Right. Oh, that was hard because we always want to be in control of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and there were a few up. Uh, few times where we were negotiating on homes that we hadn't seen and i said i will not buy a house i've not seen <laughs> yeah <laughs> scary and, and those those negotiations didn't work thank god but uh this house everything that we had on our list everything was fulfilled right. and it was just like, just like your husband so I'm, I'm really looking forward to what this next chapter holds. Right. People can learn patience from you. Right. Yeah. And, and also a lot of we use our current property. I've had two weddings there. Wow. So I'm a, I, I'm an ordained minister, so I like doing weddings. She's Mike famous that way weddings. too. Jeez. We've had baptisms. In we've the had baptisms there. We, That's we, amazing. Youth events there. Yeah. Uh, and yeah just, even before the be church shared. times, I, I brought as many people as a boy, you know, um, boy, uh, boy scouts were been there. Right. Just people. Yeah. Yep. Want to use it? That's fine. Mm-hmm. But it gets, so let's go into what we talked about Sunday, right? So the whole idea is we're an intentional Christmas. We're talking about this whole idea of intentional generosity, mm-hmm. right? And so in Luke twelve, so that's where we were looking this last week. So in Luke twelve, Jesus is trying to set up this idea, you know, and the idea is is that at some point in your life. You, you, you need to reveal like what's going on in the heart because there's a problem. Like, here's a problem. So he starts off with, there are a lot of hypocrites, you know? And so we had this long discussion in our men's group last night about like, what is a hypocrite? So Jenny, if somebody 
if somebody were to ask you the question, like describe what a hypocrite in the Christian world is, how would you describe a Christian hypocrite? Well, people that go to church on Sunday and then live out their week terrible throughout the week. So somebody who goes to church on Sunday and sins during the week. Yes. Okay. Don and Kim, same. Yeah, judging. Judging. I can just think judging. of a lot of things. For right. sure. Right. Yeah, because I think part of the misconception of when we read scripture about hypocrite is, mm-hmm. is that some somebody who goes to church and then sins in their life because that's everybody in this room. That's everybody in the room. Right. So, because this is always this problem. It's like, well, we're all hypocrites, you know? Well, not by definition. Definition of a hypocrite isn't somebody who goes to church and then sins in their life because that's everybody, Mm -hmm. right? Like everybody does those things. The definition of a hypocrite of what Jesus was saying is, is that with your mouth, you will honor me, but Mm. your heart is far from me. Like the true definition of a hypocrite is they have a bad heart Mm -hmm. because all of us, you know, because it was brought up like, oh, I golfed with this guy one time and he goes to church all the time and he got out there and he got so mad he broke his clubs. I'm like, the first church golf outing, that was me. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh yeah. The first church golf outing we had here at Life. Uh I hate the sport, first of all, because it makes me so mad. So I'm like, I'll go ahead and do it. So I'm on a team. We're out there. Mm -hmm. I'm on like the sixth or seventh hole, hit another worm burner, walked over into the woods, busted my driver (laughs) over the thing. <laughs> took the two pieces, threw it in my bag, decided I'm going to keep doing it. We go to the next hole, tee off with somebody else's driver, another worm burner. We're up there. We'll drive the carts up there. I'm mad. Somebody's making fun of me again. Somebody on my team. So I took the club and threw it at him uh, on there. <laughs> oh, my whizzing gosh. Right by his head. Oh, my God. You know, so I said, if the definition is somebody who goes to church and preaches on Sunday and breaks their golf clubs on Saturday. That's, that's me. It. Right. <laughs> so we can't really define because we all have those things, right? There are, for all of us in life, we struggle with certain things. Right. Right. So we would say, if you're going to define that as a hypocrite, then we miss the point. The point just is he was saying, they're going to be people honor me with their mouth, but their heart's going to be far from me. And he wants to reveal it because we know that this is going to happen. Like I shared this Sunday, like the, the scariest thing for me is is somebody thinking they're okay and they're not. Yeah. Because scripture says this, like lots of people are going to stand in front of Jesus and he's going to say, I don't know who you are. Like, have that ever crossed your mind, Jenny? Yes. Has it? Like, mm-hmm. has it ever crossed your mind that you're going to get up there and he's be like, I don't know who you are, Jenny. Yeah. I know you did the podcast. I know you went to church. Yes. I know you were the social media person, but I don't know who you are and you're going to hell. Yeah. Oh, I've thought this some like since I've been young. Really, like yes, a fear. It's always been my fear. Right. Have you guys ever been around anybody like that, or have you ever had that thought of like? Huh? Not until I wasn't. First, you had to educate me. Yeah. <laughs> then I had that fear every day. Right. Okay. Are we good enough? Yeah. yeah. Are you good? Yes. Enough? It's like you know. no. Then, but that's not good enough. Right. Okay? What are you doing about it? Right. If you're not doing anything about it, you're going to be in fear all your life. Right. So the, the question is, we yeah. know you got that, the, you're the, doing it. that the entrance yeah. into heaven is a reflection of our heart, right? Like right. we know that if God knows our heart, mm-hmm. like we, we're, we're sinners till the day we die, well, you're never good enough. Right? That answer is mm-hmm. for sure. You're never good enough. You will never be good enough. But the issue is your heart gets right because your heart's covered by the blood of Jesus Christ, Right. right? But here's what he says. So if we know that the heart is the reflection of our salvation, Mm -hmm. but how do you know a man's heart? Right? Like you could sit in a room and I could look at you and I would assume everybody would say your heart's good. Right? Actions. Right. But what action specifically? Because if you look inside of scripture, Mm -hmm. there's only one action in scripture that says will reveal the condition of a man's heart. Were you here on Sunday? I was. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I don't have my notes. Huh? So the only action in scripture that says will reveal the condition of a man's heart and it's put to test is people. Money. Oh, that's right. Dang it. That was the yeah, whole this is intentional generosity. The whole thing was on that. that yeah, was like the whole question. service was on. Okay, but pause. Money. I have a story about a heart. Okay. So like I said, like that's always been a fear for me. Mm-hmm. Like and God obviously knows that, but I was in a conference one time and this was in the beginning of this process of getting sober. So I was in a different home and, um, I was at a place where I wasn't really happy with life. I didn't want to be in this place that I was at and just feeling a lot of negative things. And, um, I was, it was in a point where it was worship and Mm. people were praying and this woman that I didn't know just randomly came up to me and like tapped me on the shoulder and was said, God knows your heart. Mm. And I can't remember what I was thinking at the time. Cause I know it like was around that. Cause I just remember being like, wow, that was yeah. so <laughs> weird because I didn't like see things like I do now then. Right. But it was wow. like, I needed that in the moment because I was kind of battling something along that. Right. Like I always had, she just walks up. Yeah. Right. It was so weird. And I think so the, cool. the cool thing about what he talks about in scripture is, it's honestly a gift, whether you like it as a gift or not, because He's saying, better learn now before it's too late. So I'm going to give you a test, Mm -hmm. right? So here's going to be the test. How you handle money and possessions more than what you need will reveal whether or not you are or are not saved, right? So he just lays it flat out. And then he says, well, how does that work? So then the story was, here's the parable, right? So here's a story that we're going to talk about. And so the parable is this, this guy goes out, he's a good farmer, been farming for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Here's what we're going to assume about the parable. He was a farmer that was just getting by, right? Just getting by. And then all of a sudden he had a bumper crop. Great year now, because inside of this, we know he's still farming and paying his bills because he's still in business, right? So he had to be a good businessman, good enough that he could keep a farm running. Uh Now he had all of a sudden more than what he needs. So he could pay his employees, pay his insurance, get new combines, do whatever farmers do to make it happen. Mm -hmm. But now he has an abundance past all of that. And so with all of that, he makes a decision. And the decision he makes is build bigger barns, right? So that's what I'm going to do with the money. Mm -hmm. Well, then Jesus calls him a fool. Right. And says a fool. Why are you a fool? Because your life's going to be demanded of you this night. And you put all of your hope into your possessions. And it says you're a fool because you thought life was made up of wealth and possessions. Mm -hmm. And so now this guy is going to be separated from God in eternity because he didn't know how to handle his wealth. So this brings up a lot of questions, right? Because Again, how many people, back to the rich young ruler, remember mm-hmm. the story about the rich young ruler? So he comes to a rich young ruler, the rich young ruler says, hey, uh, what's it take to get to heaven? So Jesus says like this, 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 and this. He's like, oh man, great, I did all of these things. So he said, we only lack one thing. You know, oh, what's that? He says, sell all of your possessions and give to the poor, mm-hmm. right? And he walked away sad because he was unwilling to put God in front of money right now so let's talk about that concept first of all do you think people struggle when it comes to money and possessions and having money and possessions over god do you think this is a common theme every day yeah you think it is a common thing i do i don't know about kim every single moment of my day (laughs) you think about (laughs) money money and possessions over god well not okay back it up i didn't really 
I guess what they say, like you can't really be blamed or not blamed, but what do they say? Like, if you don't know, like, then you can't be held accountable for that. Like, sure. like you, you like can plead Bible. ignorance, but you can't plead ignorance right. now. Now I can't. That's right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I just never really viewed it like what you were talking about. But yes, money has been an issue within my life forever. I just like to shop. Well, and, and go ahead, Kim. Uh. <laughs> Do you think it is? Do you think it's, it's not? not for Kim, it's not. Really? Well, no, again, but that's the point is, is that some struggle more than right, others right. Right? Yeah, when it so. comes to money and possessions. But you, for you, you're saying it's not. I, there's times, mm-hmm. you know, there's times that I will struggle, but for the most part, I, I just feel like it's here to share. Like, how can we, mm-hmm. how can we share, how can we do this? You know, how can we share it? Right. Well, and so let's talk about this idea of what we're trying to focus on. And maybe you guys can help me with this view. Because even in small group last night, this was a long discussion. I bet. You know, because here's what we all know. When you have a little, it's not that that hard to lose it. We're talking about people now. Like, this is what he's talking about. Because when I lived in a trailer and made $15,000 a year... And God would ask me for it all. I'm like, you could have this junk sucker. I'm sick of repairing the floors. And I can have the heat. <laughs> right? No. Like, it's right. not that hard Absolutely. to give that back. I feel like that's the opposite. I feel like if you have less, it's harder to give away. Really? Yes. Hmm. When, but when, that's I only... married, when I married Don, I sold everything. Mm-hmm. And I, I was tied to it before. And I realized it's just stuff. Mm. How many times will you hear me say, it's just stuff? Um, Something gets broken. (laughs) Yeah. It's just stuff. Right. But that was a big problem. It It wasn't just stuff to her originally. Originally, it was very hard. I had to work through that. Yes. Because you have memories of that. worked hard for that, or it was sentimental. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it was something super important, it's like in a special spot. Yes. You know, but then things happen and it's, it's just stuff. And that was brought up last night. And maybe Don, you can highlight this. A lot of what the guys said last night, you know, the hardest concept is, is like everything that I have, I worked my butt off for. Right. Right. I did this. Right. Right. And I don't know if that's where you were ever at in your life. Like I I worked for all this. Until my wife died. Mm. Of like, this is everything that I've worked for. I built this. This is how I valued myself. Mm -hmm. Right. So you found your identity in looking like, look at what I've done. You can see it. I did this. Look at my car. I didn't do any house. Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't know that for about three or four more years. Right. When I started coming here and and reevaluating everything, I did nothing. Right. God did everything. Right. What? And then if that's true, you have to follow the premise. Mm -hmm. What am I supposed to do with it? Right. Right. Well, I Sit think, on it, look at it. Well, I mean, think about this. So is it really true? Like we have to make some of these decisions. And this was the hardest thing to talk through, I think, with people. Do you believe you are a steward or an owner? Right? If you go to Crown Financial and you take Crown Financial's class, I took this a long time ago mm-hmm. because this is a struggle with me. Like it, it'll be a struggle with me for the rest of my life. Greed. Like I, I want to work hard. I want to have stuff. I don't want to be poor. I want to have money. I want to be able to, I want to be able to provide. I want to go on vacation. I want to be able to have, like, I want all these things. And so forever in my life, when we were a young couple, I always said that Sherry never thought about anything other than money. You know, it was like the, it was the constant battle because Mm -hmm. she liked to spend it and I liked to work to make it, which caused a big problem. So I'm not home because I got two jobs and she likes to spend it. And we came to this thing. You want to keep spending? I need to keep working. And you know what I mean? You never, you never had it. So we took a crown financial class together 
to the point where I became a crown certified coach and went through this whole price because it, it changed, it revolutionized my life, revolutionized my life because of this. I never thought of this. It starts with this. Are the kids yours or are they not yours? I mean, how many people look at it as like your kids, you're stewarding. They're not even your children. They're yeah. God's right. like they're God's children. So steward them the way God would want them, mm-hmm. not you. Right. So it starts with what's closest to you. And then it goes to, is this his stuff or is it your stuff? Right. Because if it's yours, you know how tight your hands get mm-hmm. tight. Right. Very like tight. if it is yours, tight. you uh-huh. don't want to give it away because it's what you worked for. Right. Right. But if it isn't yours, right. Why wouldn't you just give it back? Like, why is it so hard to give it away? And so what we need to talk about, because what he's saying in here is what I think we ignore. Mm-hmm. If you live with an ownership mentality, you will not be generous. That's just the reality. If you live with an ownership mentality, you will not be generous. And what it does reflect is you, your heart is in the wrong place. Mm-hmm. In fact, it says where your heart is, is where your treasure is. Period. You cannot serve two masters. You will love one and hate the other. Mm-hmm. So there's this real reality that he would say, Jenny, here's a test. When you get more than what you need, what you do that is a reflection on whether or not you do or don't know God. And if you make the, if you have that wrong, then you should admit it and say, you know what? I've seen my life as an owner and I need to shift that because when I stand in front of Jesus, if I live the rest of my life as an owner and not a steward, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to hear the words that that guy heard, which is, I don't know I who don't you know. are. Right. And isn't that scary? It is. Yeah. It is. To think about that. that because is. I think this is, again, there are 44 guys at our small group last night. And I wow. would say the majority of these we're men owners. were like, I'm an owner. I was an I, owner. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, really I grew doesn't. up dirt poor. I was never going to be poor. Exactly. I had a plan. Like situations I like have that. to work. I have to go to school. I did mm-hmm. everything I could to get what I got. And now you're telling me it's not mine? Oh. What, what is wrong with you? Listen, I had to plan to be a millionaire <laughs> yeah. by the time I was 40 years old. Exactly. I read every book. I surrounded myself with other people with who were millionaires. People. I asked them the questions. I did all the stuff. That I was mm-hmm. going to be a millionaire because I grew up working since I've been eight years old, buying everything on my own. And I'm like, I'm going to get ahead because I know I can work hard enough. Mm -hmm. I I mean, I'm a worker. Like no one's going to keep me from making money. Mm -hmm. Like I can work anywhere. I don't even care what the job is. I mean, we're cleaning banks and cleaning toilets and, you know, cleaning churches and working a full time job. Nobody's going to make it so that I can't have money. You know, I will work to get that. So it was a huge deal for me. And so the, the big question is if you're, if you're looking out in a congregation and we're saying the majority of people view themselves as owners, we got a problem. Right. It's, a problem. it's the American dream. What is make like just the it, whole American dream is to make American money. Dream is the two houses or two uh, yeah. houses and two cars. And right. Yeah. Get ahead. Press Get ahead. Save it. So, yep. That's, and I'm going to make a plug. Grow night. I, Kim and I taught a financial yep. class yep. and I thought it was going to be a financial class. First time I ever taught, taught mm-hmm. it. Right. I didn't read ahead. plug to taylor (laughs) you know i didn't read ahead and the entire class is about stewardship yep how you fill out your spreadsheets how you get ahead and it was amazing to watch the transformation of people in the class when it looks like they got had right yeah Mm -hmm. they got had right because, oh my gosh, I never thought about this. Yeah. The entire discussion then is over the scripture that's presented in these texts. Right. That you have to think through and how you organize your budgets and so forth and the whole idea. And then that changes the way you look at life entirely. For sure. 
Okay. So given that her and I grew up as owners, mm -hmm. so it's an eternal question. Mm -hmm. Did Jesus want us to grow up as owners? <laughs> because then we would respect more the stewardship of giving it back. I don't know that answer. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. It was a choice. Mm, mm -hmm. Well, I think it's all a part of the whole journey. Like, I think God allows us to experience certain things so that, mm -hmm. again, inside of that journey, you can yes. also Changing understand the flip, right? The flip of our heart. Because I think what he, what he knows is, is that allows or whatever you want to call it. He knows that the natural nature of a man and a woman will always be selfish and sinful. So right. he knows naturally everybody's going to be an owner. Naturally, everybody's going right. to be sinful. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, that happens. And the, the purpose of all of this is, or the purpose of this reveal is to say, okay, listen, I know what's natural and I know mm -hmm. what's the natural sin nature and I know where you're at. We got to do something about this. And so we better change that perspective. So the, for you guys, this is what I want to talk about because we need, we're getting to the end. So I want you guys to think about this. If you're going to give advice to somebody, so if the majority of people are struggling with ownership, how do we, how do we help them get to the place of stewardship? So how do you take somebody who's worked hard all of their life and they finally are ahead? Cause that's mm -hmm. what this is talking about. I finally worked hard enough. I finally made enough money. I finally get decisions. You know, before you don't get decisions, all you're doing is paying bills and keeping the heat on and maybe right. having groceries, maybe not having groceries. Now he's saying you have some decisions to make. And so when you get to the place of making decisions, will you make them as an owner or as a steward, mm -hmm. right? So if we're going to help people, so if they're the majority of the people are that way, or they're going to struggle with that, Jenny, what's your advice to an audience to help them understand stewardship over ownership or what is something that they can work on or look into or help them with? I think they should really just like for me, like I said, I, I didn't really understand it. So I think to understand exactly what you're talking about would help a lot because then it puts you in a place of having to choose mm. God or money. Right. And that's when you put it like that and just as simple as that, right. it really, it makes you think different. And I think that's where you have to begin in order to see the difference between an ownership and it being God. Yeah. So you would say change your mind. So part of changing the mind would right. be is, and maybe some recommendations. We told people get out, get on a Bible app, read some, get in yes. a devotional, understand what scripture says yeah. about it because reminding ourselves, mm -hmm. it's not mine. It's not mine. Right. It's not mine. It's actually not mine. The two books that were taught in the class that I was referring to are very good at drawing all that out, especially right. the one, the one, book and we can put that up on the website or whatever do you remember what it's called i, I don't know i was just trying to think I, of I don't, you would have it's asked been a that. while it's been a while but since i did just it, the but... one book that's 12 10 10 chapters 11 right. chapters easy uh -huh. read but it will walk you through the the right scripture for stewardship and have you think about things yeah so jenny you could get that because the book came with the curriculum so yeah. you could look it up and see oh, what okay. it is and yeah, people can read it. it before they ever take 10 finance worst financial mistakes. I don't remember. Yeah, it's worst financial debt free living. I think it's the worst financial mistakes people can make. Worst yeah. financial. I don't hit, Taylor has get it. with Taylor. Taylor, has Taylor it? will tell you what it is. Okay. But All that right. would be a good recommendation. But I mean, yeah. as a class, and what we're talking about here is it walks you through it's all about your heart. Yeah. yeah. Once you change your mind and your heart, right. everything follows your heart. Mm -hmm. Okay. It doesn't matter what we do. Right. One thing you've taught me over all these years is wherever your heart is, that's where the rest of you go. Right. And when you view things, view possessions as just, just things. Right. You, you look at it very different. They're yeah. not mine. Don't hold on too yeah. tight to them. Right. You don't. They're right. not mine. Right. Mm -hmm. right. 
never fails if there's something that I really want to like take very careful care of. It's the thing that's broken. Yeah, for you sure. Know, it's like, are you the cleaning lady will break it every time. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> no. it, it was funny because I had this trophy that our team had won, right? Oh, it's and true. it was shattered. Shattered. Right? And you only get those like once a year. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, right. it's not, and it's something that is given to us. Yes. It's not anything that I would order, right? Right. And it was shattered. And our gal came and said, well, we can replace that. I'm like, nope. Yeah. Right. It's right. stuff. Right. Mm. You know, yeah. I don't want to put too much onto that. Right. That's hard. Yeah. So let me, let me end with what I would think, because I, this is where I had to be. So this is just my own personal perspective. I had to make a decision in my life. If God asked me this question today, mm-hmm. sell it all. If there is a hesitation, then I have to know why, right? And this was my hesitation. My hesitation was always the same. Am I in control or he's in control? Mm-hmm. Because if he's in control and he is sovereign, then there's no reason I wouldn't do what he says. Right. It doesn't matter what it is. But I had to make that decision in my life, which mm-hmm. was a hard decision because I like to be in control. I like to be in control of everything that I do. So I had to answer what I would thought was a foundational question for me, which is carried over to everything in my life. I had to decide if he is in control and he wants what's best for me and he says, sell it all, then I'll sell it all. Because ultimately he knows the next chapter. Right. It's the whole thing that I'm dealing with with Sherry being gone. Yeah. Part of the reason that I am celebrating this new chapter is because he had something new, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm Absolutely. looking, is he in control or he's not in control? If he's in control, I'm going to celebrate the new mm-hmm. chapter because he's going to give me something better than what I had. That's why it's, that's why it's, we yeah. had that moment. Right. Like, Amen. this is what I had. I never thought it could be better. He's not in control, right? I'm in control. I'm in control. That'd be the place. Nope. Be reminded. Yeah, it's you're all not, around you. You're not Her in control. And I yeah. Right. Are better than anything I could have ever hoped for. Right. That's my point. So, my point just better is we have to come to that decision. <laughs> if you're going to live a generous life, you're going to have to make decisions. And I would just tell people I know you don't want to ask yourself this question because nobody likes to ask it yeah. from a faith perspective. Like, God send me anywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll do anything you <laughs> yeah. say. They don't like to ask it because, again, they want to be in control. Mm-hmm. The same thing with your money. Ask yourself that question and be serious. If God said today, liquidate everything you have, including your golden retriever. Just, oh. <laughs> just saying. Okay. I was if like, God yeah, said, everything can go, but grace. I would say if God said, you know what, can you give that golden retriever to somebody who can't afford it? you know, and let them enjoy Grayson for the rest of their life. You know, think about how yeah. you would react. I know you would, but oh, my point is the things that are the most valuable to us, we have to come to that place. I would also move make... into their house. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But you know what I'm saying, right? So ask yourself that question. And then if you have a hesitation, Trust. ask yourself why. God gives you signs. I, I believe firmly in that he he is present and he will let you know. Yes. It. And at the time, I know he was really struggling when we were together of like moving forward, mm. you know, being all the way mm-hmm. forward. And that's where our life coach really helped put perspective because it, it, it was right. moving I didn't want to get forward. No, I'm right, right. You. And so it was really hard because I felt like I was living, I, I felt like there was a ghost, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really, really hard. So he would talk about going out into the woods and sitting on that bench. Yep. And that bench, listen, was a stone granite bench. Right. And I'll never forget 
like shortly within maybe a couple months i don't know what happened Mm -hmm. but that bench lightning had to have struck struck and that bench was shattered into a million pieces and i took that as god be present right Mm -hmm. right there's something new stop sitting on the bench Right. Yeah, and that so bench was sen- bench. yeah. That's what I'm saying. The bench was sentimental. I remember you telling me this. Yeah, story. Well, the bench was sentimental of what you used to have. Right, and so you sat on it, remembering what you hard. used to had, ignoring right. what's right in front of you. Exactly. Right. And then there's things around the house. Mm-hmm. Right. And, yeah, for sure. Know, it, you have to grieve that life that you, you thought you're going to have. You have to let those in. Uh, boy, you. Oh, that is hard. Right. Yes. It but is. It, again, it's back to, and we'll leave people with this: is that as Christian people, we do have to make a decision. He's sovereign, or he's not. Right. right. He's in control or he's not. And the finance part of it was to say, if you really want to test it, like you can say in a lot of other areas of your life, but if you really want to test it, it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Okay. So ask yourself the question, are you willing to give it up? If you're not and you hesitate, ask yourself why. And most of the time, the why question is, I'm not sure you believe that God's sovereign and in control. Settle that in your life. And I'm not even saying it's going to be easy. There's nothing easy about just giving away everything that you worked for. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, better to settle something in your heart than move on and, and end up lost in the midst of that. So the last section, Jenny, fan section. Fan why, segment. Why do we do the fan segment? So we do the fan segment because we want interaction, comments. Um, we want your feedback. We want and we have you a to new be way. engaged. And, and we have we a want... new way for people oh to do gosh, it. that's right. We right? have a new way. So this Because nobody's be... emailing us. No, nobody's sending yes. in pictures. Well, nobody's like leaving so comments. Last year, okay? So this was the way they used to do it. Yes, yeah, so you used to email us, which I mean you still can if you prefer that method, but I'm sure you won't. Well, obviously they won't because they don't. That's true. Well, hey, <laughs> we did get several emails. Well, it's just, but we're talking about facts today. Yes, facts okay. today. So, I mean, you can either email it, but now we are going to have a phone number that you can text. So you can just save us in your phone, text podcast to 260-408-8383. Yeah, and And, so Jenny will have that up through the social media this week. So she'll put it up this week so everybody can grab it because we want people to find an interactive way. We're still trying to explore through what's an interactive way. Most people are on their phones. Most people text. So it's a great way right. to interact with yeah, us. Yeah, I'm excited way. about it. And I can reply really quick. Right. So right. be prepared. And, yeah, but I was going to say. <laughs> so that's going to happen during the podcast. I w- no, it won't. Just because we're not live yet. Yeah. Because everything will go out I tomorrow. The same thing. Yeah, so everything yeah. goes out tomorrow. But what will happen is as you are watching it, you could be texting stuff in, right. you know, to Jenny or leaving comments or putting stuff up there and then she'll use that on our social media like that's what people say yeah, yeah i know exactly. right it's just a quicker connection and i mean it's more re- not relatable but it's just it makes more sense in today's world it seems more relational yes, yes. right yeah, text messaging messaging back. seems more relational than email yeah emails oh by far yeah that's what i mean so it's back to what are we trying Definitely. to create we're trying to create a relationship environment. So this yeah. is one way for them to be able to do it. And yeah. so one of the ways we encourage you, and they could do this through this now. So if you don't know how to get a picture and put it on your email and send it to us, you can now yep. text us you don't have a picture excuse. right off of your phone yep. or something off of there. So Because last so week, were, what were they supposed to be sending us? So since we were in intentional Christmas, it was just a story or um, anything that you have seen that was generous, kind, Intentional. Yeah. So and intentional so we got stories. one reply. We did. And it was Austin. No, Adam. Adam. <laughs> 
Okay, it's Austin Law's That's birthday. Funny. No, it's Austin Law's birthday today. Courtney's son. So okay. A. Yeah, that's. I'm bad yeah, with that, names. No, I know too. that's like no. It's, that has nothing I'm to sorry. do with the name. We're on a whole different conversation right now. We are. Yeah. So it has nothing to do <laughs> really with Austin Law or anything. But I was so trying to make up for it. So yeah. So Adam, Adam. Shoemaker yes. sent us in what? He sent us in a picture of what he's about to do with the story. And oh, so he's got the we yes, got the story. Yes. So he would is have Nick won anyways. It? Do you want me to read it? Yeah. Is it, is it long? Can you read it? It's not that long. Okay, read it to us. It said, Sunday evening while reflecting on my week, I decided to make a list of the 10 people who had the biggest impact on my life in the past year. I will be sending them all handwritten letters to this. open on Christmas Day. I think it's important wow. to give praise to those who make a difference, and a few kind words can go a long way. Jumping at the opportunity God gives you, no matter how small it may be, will lead you forward to greater opportunities to build relationships and impact others. That thought alone makes me so excited. Wow. I know. Well, I love that. Jeez. That was so Wiz. sweet. You should have Adam on the podcast. I read. Yeah. yeah. Huh? That's kind. I honestly do think Adam's doing some pretty cool things are happening yeah, Adam's through in, the men's in group. in our men's group yeah. now, and he's a, he's a superstar. Um, so hey. glad to have him. Yeah, so maybe you should get him on here. I think God's working in his life right now. We have I mean, some open spots. Put him on we the have, guest list. You have endless people that are super in our church. Uh-huh. Yes, I know. Stories. I, yeah. So you many. You will never run out. <laughs> no. <laughs> so Seriously. what's next week, Jenny? Did you so, decide during the podcast? No, Nick oh, decided. No. Huh? It was Nick. I oh. loved his idea. That was so good because it's such a thing right it now. It was such a thing because I didn't have an idea. Jenny, I.e. Jenny. I did have an idea. Anybody that wants to throw something out right now, I'll go ahead and take it. So the idea for next week is? The idea for next week is? Is it on your Christmas? No, somebody was calling me. (laughs) Um, Christmas pajamas. And I'm really excited about this. So you can like, if you have like a bunch of onesies, you want to dress up the kid, the dog. That's my like goal. Uh, No, I know. For a family. The onesie thing. I can't imagine one person is going to send in a picture of a onesie. Oh, well, you want to bet? It's going to be you. (laughs) What are we going to do? Because we haven't done a challenge this year. Remember last year, I ate the hot, whatever that was. Okay, but every other challenge, like you racing me, you never Uh, did that. Yeah, like she said she's faster than me. I'm fun. What, racing's not fun? No, because like something where we're going to hurt. Like, you're not no, going to hurt. Is, I'm not going to A challenge hurt. is supposed to hurt. Oh, you're like, going to hurt because you're going to pull a hammy trying but, to beat me. <laughs> that's what's going to happen. I break a hip, huh? okay? I can't. Well, just tell people, listen, it's something that people could put on the text thing. Like, this is a yes, challenge yeah, I want to yeah. see you guys do. What, for the pajamas? Jenny versus food. No. You're oh, saying the- put in any <laughs> It's a Jenny versus something challenge. Stay on the, stay focused. Yes, I'm trying to stay in the present <laughs> She's moment. Um, yes, it's yeah. my like send in what you think that I should do. Like yeah, a dare. we could do a challenge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Keep it appropriate. Oh my gosh, please. Yeah. yeah the podcast Don't. challenge. Yeah, the podcast challenge <laughs> oh could be another part gosh. of our fan section. Trying okay, to, so they can text it in, email yes. it in. Text it in, email it in. And so Adam's in. the winner. What does Adam win? Because Adam you, did you wins. remind people that if you actually send stuff, you win something? Yes. Are you actually delivering you these do. gifts? Yes. Everybody, okay. we don't have any waiting to give out right okay. now because they've all been given out. Okay. So you get an $8, $10 gift card to Cafe of Hope for sending stuff in so make sure you send in your whatever pajama thing yes your matching pajamas or just your your favorite favorite (laughs) set of pajamas for anybody has christmas pajamas okay so we're gonna uh again we're ending it up here so we thank you know don and kim for coming on thanks for sharing your story 
Thanks, Jenny, as always, for all your Thank added you. insight. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, we want you to subscribe to our podcast. If you haven't done that yet, please subscribe to our podcast, whether you're listening to it or if you're watching it on YouTube. The yep. other way that we grow our influence, because that's what we're really looking for, is a way to grow our influence is to share it. Yeah. So when Jenny puts it out on social media this week, if you take an opportunity to share it, um, we can get more people uh, on board and involved mm-hmm. in that and, and subscribing to it. So thanks, uh, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.